Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spider Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 47, and today we'll be talking about the first episode after Steven Bomb 3, Nightmare Hospital. I'm GC13. I'm Ken. And I'm Sophia. And I'll tell you that after the beginning of Friendship, I was expecting for us to have to keep our eyes peeled for clues about Earth's expiration date. Surprised me a little bit to see them drop it the very next episode. What, you think the fusion experiments are going to end the Earth? Uh, for sufficient quantities of cluster fusions, I think they could do it. Well, I mean, they didn't seem to be aggressive until Steven showed up. I mean, the hospital staff managed to put nightgowns on them. Yeah, I, I don't know if they were gathering their strength or if the presence of a gem made them go crazy, but once they were near a gem, they were attacking everything. Connie, Dr. Maheshwaran, even Steven. They, they did stick to that nightmare theme in this episode. Oh, yeah. This episode was surprisingly creepy in places. What do you mean surprisingly creepy? We, 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 all, we all know who boarded and wrote this. Was it the same one who did Keeping It Together? Ms. Mollesey and Mr. Villico did Keeping It Together. They did Nightmare Hospital, and I believe that they also did next week's episode, Sadie's Song. Oh, I'm so excited for Sadie's Song. I mean, they, not all of their episodes are creepy. We, we we can't expect a total creep creep factor. I mean, we got the butt face and we got the smiling radio, but I, I think... You think, you think Sadie's song isn't going to turn sour? Going to turn horror? I don't think it's going to turn horror. Like I said, they're, they're not one-note borders. They have other tricks up their sleeve. Well, I mean, to some people, Stage Fright is their horror game. Ugh, yeah. I heard that the um the voice actress for Dr. Maheshwaran has some history in the Silent Hill f- franchise. Ooh, that would explain the uh, kind of Silent Hill vibe a lot of people were getting. I mean, I've, I've never played Silent Hill myself, never never had a PlayStation, but yeah, I can, judging from the aesthetics, I can see why people would go that, but yeah. So Dr. Mahesh Warren is pretty much the worst doctor that's ever existed. <laughs> this has been on the minds of everyone who's watched this episode, how they just like, oh, it's got like 10 arms and no pulse, it must be the hospital equipment. Yeah, and they must have gotten in a car accident, right? Because that's what happens no, when you get in a car she, accident. She, to her credit, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so she didn't actually think it was a car accident, but no, not good enough show. Yeah, she's not like, she goes right on to, but you didn't find an ID on this guy who has two arms instead of a head. And, then, and is naked. And is purple and blue. Uh, I, I, this is just a strange thing about the, about the world of Steven Universe. I wrote about it for the... For the lore implications on the site, it's just they are blind to how weird some of this stuff is. I mean, you cannot imagine in our world one of these things making its way into a hospital without, you know, them going full E.T. on it, calling in all the science people and the military to safeguard the place. Whereas here, it's like, wow, this is freakish. Time to get my doctor on. Well, we got we got a lot of zombie media. That kind of makes us very sensitive to that sort of stuff. But this this kind of blindness to magic reminds me... Have you ever read the Percy Jackson series, either of you? No. I saw the two movies. No, the movies are terrible. But, like, they have the mist, which basically makes it so normal people don't see magic stuff. They'll just, like, make excuses for everything that's going on. And then it's kind of like that, I guess. Sounds like the Shadow Chasers setting for D20 Modern. It's got the same thing. Somebody who isn't awake to the shadow won't see an ogre. They'll see a big burly guy. Yeah, kind of like that. I don't know if Maheshwarn literally saw something different or they're that used to gem stuff. 
It, it doesn't make sense. I'm not satisfied. Uh, the, the way I likened it in when I wrote for Story for Steven, I compared it to a businessman walking down the street of the city on the day of an anime convention, and he sees a cosplayer. He is at once thinking, wow, this is a very strange thing that I would have never thought existed, but at the same time, he's not going to think that this is magical. He's going to think that, eh, this is this goes by the same rules I go by. I remember you saying that, and I, at the time, thought that was a very good comparison to make, and I still think it's a very good comparison to make, but again, this lady has a degree, she has a medical degree, she is aware that you can't be alive without a head, and that a person should not have five arms. This is too much for me. It was six arms. Oh, wow. The, the, her first patient had three, one huge arm, and then two ordinary ones out of the same socket, and then the second patient that attacked Connie had six arms. I was just making a random number, but I am, as always, impressed that you yeah. could, like, pull that out off the top of your head. There's the one that's really beefy and the one with a lot of arms. They they, they have names mm-hmm. for them, like huge ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's what people were talking about. I I am just I'm just as perplexed as you, but this does fit into the pattern of them having a very strange to us way of seeing these things that to us are obviously separate from our experience, but somehow is to them something unknown to them, but not strange. I don't think it's completely unknown. I mean, like, they might just consider them those weirdos, like how we consider cosplayers, or how the normal populace consider cosplayers. I don't think ordinary humans outside of Beach City really know what who the Crystal Gems are, or know anything about them. That They have this practiced disinterest in gems. I don't know. I have this theory that ever since the gem war, like humans have had this very kind of just don't think about it, don't look at it attitude yep. towards gem stuff. Yep. The gems, gem things would be deeply taboo in the surviving societies. Not taboo so much as just like, oh, I, I don't really want to question this. Just let it be. Well, it's an internalized taboo. Yes. So. Right. And that normally makes sense. But here, Dr. Mahesh Warren is trying to look <laughs> at this gym thing and make sense of it. And she's just incompetent. It's like, oh, that's my other patient. Oh, my goodness. But I, I don't think that we are meant to understand Dr. Mahesh Warren as a bad doctor. I think we are meant to understand Dr. Mahesh Warren as just like everyone else. The fusion cluster has passed by because the EMTs and Dr. Stromberg and everybody else were like, yeah, this dude needs to be at a hospital. And the nurse was like, I'm totally putting this guy into a, into a hospital gown. This is an ordinary thing for me to be doing. Oh, uh, yeah, I agree with you. We're not meant to understand her as a bad doctor, but she is a god-awful doctor. I mean, she <laughs> looks, she looks weird to us, but, you know, mm. she is represent, she is the face of a society that, where this is acceptable or this is ordinary behavior. I just wish we had more context. Yes. For, for what was going through her mind, because it's kind of, Sending me up the wall. I, I want to know more about psychology of how they interact with gem things. Look, I'm the lore guy. It's my job. All right. So this this episode had some great Stephen and Connie moments. <laughs> yes. With no, the- no. Let's talk about the great Stephen moments. Stephen is smooth as butter. He does not give up any secrets. Smooth as he butter. He doesn't want to. He's a terrible liar. He is the best <laughs> liar in the world. How are you doing, Stephen? Sitting. <laughs> 
It's just like, it reminds me a lot of Pearl though, how just once you Nobody's knew that she was lying. Suspect a thing. It's like, oh, she must have fixed the communication hub. Just the terrible, <laughs> terrible lying. It must run oh, in that, his family. That was, that was beautiful overacting on Pearl's part. But yeah, Stephen does not handle the stress of potentially being found out by Connie's mother very well. Yes, Connie, however, with strict parents, just lies like there's. No, yeah, no need for it. Very comfortable with she. She she knows how to play that game. Well, she's had almost a year of practice at this point, so. Oh, I'm pretty sure she was practicing before yeah. then. The handhold from them. Not only was it an adorable handhold, it was the crossy fingers handhold, which Ooh. is the most intense uh, of the handholds. Yeah. And the the flip off the shield. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, Doctor Beheshwar may have had her doubts about. Connie getting lucky on knocking that gem fusion out with one swing, but when she sees that that attack, that is very obviously practiced. Yeah, that was really legit. That entire action scene was very well done. I get super excited anytime I see Steven becoming like a more competent action yes. hero. By the end of the series, he's going to be extremely cool. Yeah, they got the whole sword knight, shield knight thing going on for him, and I love it. I still want to see Stevani. Yes. Sword uh, and board yeah. it. Steven's, uh, no, Connie's mom has yet to see Stevani, and I want, I want to be there for that reaction. I, 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 as much as I want to see that happen, though, I, I do agree with the others who say, you gotta ease her into this. <laughs> I think she took it all pretty well, though. People are, yes. people are kind of giving her, saying, you know, I, I like the episode, but I don't like how Connie's mother just changed so abruptly, and I think they really anticipated that complaint and they they worked to mollify it in advance because the complaint isn't that you know no swords because swords are bad it's no swords because swords are dangerous and you have no idea how to use this thing and i know you don't know how to use it because i know you haven't been training and when connie shows yes i have obviously been training then what am i what, what, what's dr maheshwaran gonna do say no you can't save the world well it was a very mature reaction from her like to not want your kid to be lying to you I think that would be on TV tropes as adult fears, almost. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Well, I mean, if we're going to be realistic, it's actually still pretty irresponsible for her to let her, however old Connie is, your old child, like, fight monsters that are trying to kill her. So I wouldn't even say she's being, like, responsible or mature if we're going to, like, transport this into, like, the real world. But in the context of, like, a children's cartoon, then yeah, that was a really well-put-together scene. I liked it. It was pretty mature. Oh, come on. Young teens fight, fight you know, powerful enemies all the time. Don't you watch any anime? Fair enough. How, how old was Goku when he started saving the world? I mean, really. I think Connie's mom doesn't understand the entire context of what Connie is up against. Like, she's just weird patience. That's one thing, but she doesn't understand aliens and invasions and giant fusions. Well, as they as they walk as they were walking out of the hospital, she kind of recaps as though she had been explained what they knew about the fusion. So I would assume that she knows about the homeworld gems and about them fusing the remnants of the last war into those monsters. I think she knows that at least. I don't think that much was revealed to her. I think the bare minimum was explained. These are not human. These are gems. They're mutants. And she's like, okay. But she knows that they were experiments. So I would assume that she was told or will soon be told because she asks, well, experiments by who? I mean, it's not a long hallway, so she didn't get the full history of the Crystal Gem Rebellion or anything. But I, I think she knows the bare minimum, like that the whole world exists. 
The people in this world do not ask enough follow-up questions for me to yeah, be satisfied. Yeah, I mean, Stephen acts like it's just his problem, but <laughs> what do we do next at this school? Well, did you see the um, graphic novel that they're going to be posting about Stephen going to school with Connie? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Maybe we'll finally get to find out how old they are. I mean, if nothing else, we'll find out what grade they're in, I hope. Yeah, that usually narrows it down to one to two years. Because we're not going to get a birthday episode this season, most likely. Well, maybe later in the season. I, I like to think that Steven and Connie's ages are kept ambiguous for a reason. So we can't be like, oh, they are. a 12-year-old would never do that. Like, we can't say that because we don't know. And so they can be very flexible with, with what these kids are doing. They've confirmed that they're intentionally keeping it ambiguous. Not necessarily for, like story reasons but just because they feel that that's appropriate for whatever reason i mean if the story if the show goes on for many more seasons they're gonna their bodies are going to start changing because they are at roughly that age i do want to see them getting older maybe steven will finally be taller than a doorknob (laughs) yeah he's been he's been perfectly the height of a doorknob ever since the show started adventure time hasn't actually done that have they changed Finn's, like, character design significantly? I don't well, think Finn, so. Well, Finn started a little older, so... Yeah, that's true. He started older? Yeah, Finn was, like, 14 when the series started, wasn't he? Ah. Uh. Yeah, something like that. Controversial opinion, I thought, when Steven goes, My Connie! That was really cheesy, Yeah, and I didn't like it at all. I, I was expecting him to say, My friend. It was kind of like, yeah. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. My Connie, My friend would have been so from? much more sweet, too. I, I agree with you there. How the My Connie was a little bit... Mm. I mean, people seem to really like it, but I yeah, all the shipper, all the shippers collectively <laughs> squeed. I heard that from I heard that from my oh, chair. Oh, oh, I still squeed, but I, I thought it could have been done better. It was a self-aware squeed. Yes. I appreciate that. <laughs> this is one of the good ones, I think. I, I really, I yes. really liked it. It's got some wonderful character building. I love Doctor Maheshwaran now. It slipped us some more lore, I think, because I do think that the rising of the cluster fusions is going to be the planet's expiration date. Although it'd have to be a lot of them, they're going to have to learn how to fuse, or there's going to have to be one huge fusion, because clearly just a few at a time are no problem. They'd They'd have to watermelon army the crystal gems. It's basically confirmed that the fusions can leave kindergarten, and how how far can we assume that Connie's house is from kindergarten? Probably a hundred miles or so. I, I want to just in that realm. Yeah, I was thinking the same. I mean, there's there's a lot of wiggle room because we know that the kindergarten is a few hours away by rail, but not how many hours. Also, that ending, we get another uh, Stephen and his mom moment. Oh yeah. Can, uh, next time, Steven's gonna, like, have to hug himself awkwardly. I think an emotional breakdown from Steven about his role in the world fast approaches, and I'm very excited for that moment, while also dreading it. I like my feels. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I mean, it'd be really good television, but I just want Steven to be happy. Well, you need to be sad to be happy. I think Yellow Diamond needs to come to Earth, and Steven needs to learn what is best in life. His mother is a warlord, so he kind of inherited it. Uh, it's another question. What is the abacus? An abacus is a, it's the thing with the beads on the rods that you use to calculate numbers. It's basically like a little calculator that lets you add really big numbers without forgetting where you are. There are a few references in this episode that people loved. Apparently Dr. I'm going to say- Jero. Yeah, Jero. I was trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to pronounce this? Dr. Jero. I noticed that right off. That was super cool. Yeah, people loved that. There was the, people thought it was a Gravity Falls reference, but apparently, you know, because it's like a tree on a poster in somewhere, but apparently it's a reference to something else, probably, we think, yeah. maybe. And then, of course, Dr. West. 
which was a reference to a Call of Cthulhu story, I am told. The reanimator, was it? Yeah, I didn't notice that one. I didn't notice the tree one either. I didn't notice any of the references. I did notice Dr. Giroux in Patient 20. That was yeah. very cool. We, we, got a, we, got a lot of, uh, we got a lot of sharp-eyed people on the sub. I also wonder if um, Connie correcting Steven's grammar, if she got it from Pearl, or is that just something they have in common? I think that's just, uh, I think that's just a Connie thing. Just, just Connie things. So since, since they had so much fun with that, did anyone try to try to do that and then find that they can't both have their tongue go <laughs> and then still have the ability to talk immediately before making that? Thank you. If I could, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I can't, if I'm going to make a th sound, I can't have my tongue so far out that it can flop around like that. Mm. I think it was just exaggerated. It was very cute. I wonder how they recorded that. Not getting Maybe the microphone just... all spitty. Yeah. I guess this is why they work in voice work and we just record a podcast. I mean, that's why they get paid the big bucks. He's a real animal. Was super funny. <laughs> yes. And then Stephen and Connie with their let's get swifty. Yes. You know, oh. uh, hand signals. Oh, and while we're talking Rick and accidental Rick and Morty references, you don't know me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> just racking my ring because I haven't seen it since Thursday. I actually didn't like the conflict between Dr. Mahesh Warren and Connie, or I didn't like the way it was handled. Again, 11-minute episodes. We already talked about how a lot of people thought it was kind of rushed. I'm in that camp. Nothing they can do about it. But I like this episode, but like every second Dr. Mahesh Warren was on it, I liked it considerably less. Still, very good episode. Yeah, they, they kind of had to do a lot of progression with her in a single episode. Again, it's just an inherent limit in only having 11 minutes per episode, but doesn't mean I gotta like it necessarily, but it was still good. Well, in a perfect world, we could have it how Bravest Warriors were set up, where the episodes were just as long as they needed to be, because they were just yeah. posted online. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be ideal. But the business model just isn't there yet, I guess. Alright, so, ratings? Uh, the ratings were kind of low. I believe it was 1392, so 1,392,000. Yep. And in third place, Teen Titans Go, only in second place, perhaps for the yeah. first time ever, because the new show, We Bear Bears. No, We Bear Bears has been kicking some butt. GC enjoys this program. I like We Bear Bears. I think I've only seen like the first four or five episodes. I haven't seen them all, but I've enjoyed what I've seen so far. No, I, I like them. I'm really glad that it's getting such good ratings. I mean, even it didn't do great. It was only at 1.527. Yeah. I mean, everything was down this week, I so mean, yeah, it wasn't just Steven Universe. It's, it's just a low week for Cartoon Network all around. Well, the past the past few weeks have been low. A lot of people are like, oh, school started, or oh, this was the start of football season. But no, the week before it was bad, and the week before that was bad. So it's just a bad time for TV ratings. Is this only on Cartoon Network? Um, I'm pretty sure all around, although it hasn't, it, it wasn't pushing very good percentage numbers either, but the, the raw numbers aren't fantastic for Cartoon Network. I can say that confidently. Hey guys, we have a Tumblr, so check that out if Tumblr is something you're interested in. Also, leave us a review on iTunes. I was going to say that if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess we will see you all next week when we will be discussing Sadie's song, again, also by Raven and Paul. Probably not a creepy episode. Hope it's not a creepy episode. Until then, I'm GC13. I'm Ken. And I'm Sophia. See you later, guys. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.